Hello and welcome to the show. Don't worry, there will be a better theme song than that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Amanda. I am one third of this beautiful team and I've been handed the honor of trying to wrap up our conversation, a little introduction for you. To be honest, this conversation goes a lot of places. We're finding our feet, but we do hope you enjoy it. Uh, we really dive in to how we've come to approach our business with our spiritual practices and from a spiritual perspective. And you'll particularly hear that when Tash talks about the business experience she and I had building a business and recognizing that the time we spent doing it wasn't actually about the business at all. It was about us having this incredible spiritual expansion. And TK shares how it's been really enlightening for her to really start tapping into understanding the energies in the world, like through the full moon, and how this can help guide her and tap into her own intuition when making really big decisions about her business. So I hope you enjoy. We go down a lot of paths in this episode. We hope you enjoy the ride as we feel into heart vibrations. Hey, I'm TK. I'm Tash. And I'm Amanda. We're business besties and soul sisters, chatting about business as a spiritual practice, working from the inside out. So that was the catalyst for this podcast, dear listener, is we, we all became friends like well, Tash, Tash and I have been friends for a long time. This is Amanda speaking, your captain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the exits are here and here. <laughs> Tash and I have been friends for, we can't. We actually can't remember. We tried to remember this morning at breakfast because we've all eaten um, <laughs> at breakfast to this morning, as, which is our Monday tradition. Mm-hmm. So Tash and I have been good friends for a few years. And, um, four, I think. Four. Yeah. And we never let people into our fold. But then TK really? came along. Yeah, no. no. Oh, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> oh, no. This is like, this was a revelation when you showed up. Oh, yes. really? really was. Oh. And Tash did some calling in. I did. I have been doing soul family calling in. I'd been specifically doing meditations on calling soul family in. And then, so then when we joined CK and Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Jake tagged you. It was like, TK's in Australia. You guys should talk. And then we it turned talk. out <laughs> 10 minutes down the road and we're like, okay, something, something mm-hmm. feels like it could be. Mm. And then we had coffee and I'm like, done. Like, <laughs> done. <laughs> I already knew. And so when you kept apologizing for like crashing our party, I'm like, bitch, like uh, I wouldn't have invited you to breakfast if I didn't think that you were already soul family. Yeah, you're like, uh, you didn't really have a choice. Like, you yeah, no, no. I'm like, <laughs> you're already in. So. You just had to materialize. Yes, exactly. Aww. Yes. I didn't even and then know I just needed, yeah, yeah, there you go. So then I just needed Amanda's, you know, seal blessing. Of approval, <laughs> blessing. I was like, seal of approval. What? You like, made a new friend? <laughs> How dare you? I, mean, I mean, I was conscious. Yes. <laughs> was conscious of bringing someone else into the fold, not being like, "Well, this is my other new best friend." Yeah, no dream. I wanted it to be mm. our new best friend. And I like having a trio. Yeah, me too. It is good. It's a different dynamic. Mm. And. As we'll probably discuss at other times, Carol Tuttle's Dressing Your Truth, it is really nice having a uh, mm. one, two, three uh, yeah. in, yes. in the trio. Yeah. Type one, type two, type three. Even our astrology numbers are seven, eight, nine. They oh. are seven, eight, nine. Oh, feng Shui. Feng Shui, sorry. Oh, Those feng are our Feng Shui, shui sorry. numbers. 
But you Keep two up. are you two <laughs> are Capricorns. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I'm just attracting all the Capricorns. My brother's a Capricorn. Really? TK and my brother's birthday is the same day. Oh, Amanda's okay. two days later. Yeah, so isn't that crazy? All the Capricorns crazy, in my actually. life. Do you know what I just thought of? Mm-hmm. You know how, I think it was like S Club 7, like, like 5, 6, 7, <laughs> 8, my boobs screwed in babies. I was like, that's like class. It's like, yeah. anyway, I don't know why. Sequential. Sequential, yeah. Mm. When you said S Club 7, I was like, S club there ain't no party like an s club party oh so good so dear oh, listener we're all so old <laughs> no don't say that um, i like being old i've decided i love being in my 30s and i love being in my late 30s oh because when i was a teenager 30 was like you oh, yeah. well be dead <laughs> all my dreams were so to 30 because yeah. i couldn't think I couldn't, past it no, yeah, no i realized i was picturing my 20s I was picturing my 40s. I never had any concept of what happens to a person in their 30s. Like, I just didn't see people in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And I had no concept of what life is like then. Like, what do you do? Like, either you've had kids when you're in your 20s, and so then all you're doing is raising kids in your 30s, or then what happens? Mm-hmm. Like, and because we decided we weren't having kids, I'm like, well, what do people who don't have kids do in their 30s? What does their life look like? And I had no way to visualize that. And it's actually just been like the most magical life. <laughs> I have loved this year. Mm. Me too. It's my favorite year. Mm. I've just turned 30. And it's like all these things have suddenly dropped into place. I don't know if it's because it's like this magical number. Everyone's like, oh, the big 3 mm. And I was like, oh, is it that big? But it was just like magical things have almost come together at the start of a new decade. Mm. And I'm like, oh, all that mm. stuff. Like, I really have left quite a few chapters behind. Mm. And this year alone, like, the level of growth has almost been, like, put, like, the last five years into, like, five mm. or six months. And I'm like, oh, no <laughs> wonder I've had some interesting ups and downs. Absolutely. I mean, COVID has accelerated mm. experiences too. I mean, you also just went through your sad return as well. Yes. Oh, did so, I? Yes. Is that so you, one every seven years? No, no, no. Okay. Um, oh, now you've put me on the spot oh, testing sorry. my knowledge. Sorry. No, no. Um, so it happens between 27 and 29. Uh-huh. And you have your Saturn return, which means Saturn in the sky comes all the way around the chart. This is a really great visual for the yeah, people who are listening say, at home. Yeah. <laughs> comes all the way around the chart and it essentially hits your Saturn in your chart. So it's a return of that planet to where you were when you were born. Happens between 27 and 29, mm-hmm. and it really asks you, Are you happy with your life? Are you mm. happy with your direction? Are you happy where you're going? And if you're not, it basically takes everything away. But it, not in a, 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 so it can be a bit of a tumultuous time if you're not tuned in and listening. Yeah. Mm. But quite often, people will get to 27, 28, 29, and it's different for all of us because this is why you need to know your chart and not listen to pop astrology. Mm. It's different for all of us how long it takes to get there. But yeah, it's probably why that being is... 30, mm. things started to change in those last few years and you feel like I was going to say, together. that's hilarious. So when I was 28, mm. February when I was 28, um, I did my first real career change mm. in 10 years. There you go. Wow. So I quit the cinema because like, I've been doing my, my consistent casual job. I did a whole bunch of other things like toured and traveled around and everything. And then um, 29, no, 30. You're 30 now. So maybe it was 29. I, I can't, oh my gosh. I know, time. Years. So yeah, 29, I left that. 30, 
no, that's still not feeling right. Something like that. Anyway, early this year, I left my other job and went full-time in business. So mm-hmm. yeah, like the last two years have just been mm-hmm. really quick to change and move things. Cause I'm just like, no, not happy with this, not happy with this. Mm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly what Saturn return is. It's like, am I happy with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, radical change mm. um but then that change doesn't happen overnight because Saturn mm. makes you earn it <laughs> oh really yeah Saturn is a very his boundaries his restriction he's what's called a malefic which is essentially you know not the best energy but at the end of the day I'm just got really self-conscious then um at the end of the day Saturn teaches us the lessons we need to learn to be our best self. And he mm. wants us to be our best self, but he's not like Jupiter who's like, here, have all the luck and all the <laughs> wisdom and optimism and joy. He's like, no, mm. you, uh, you're going to have to earn it. Restrictions. Mm. Yeah, really interesting. Really interesting. It's funny when you said boundaries because I know that's been a big thing Topic, for me this year. Yes. Yes. I'm like, I'd be interested to know, it doesn't have to be in this podcast, but if there's planets that rule boundaries apart from... Mm. Oh, what you just said, or even mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just know that that's been a big topic for me this year is like working out what my boundaries are. And they almost seem to be worked out reactively mm. rather than proactively. Mm. And then I feel like it's definitely something that we aren't really taught. Like we're taught maybe boundaries around our body, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're necessarily taught about boundaries around our relationships with our friends and our family and even with ourselves and like even my relationship to hustle Mm. as well and my laptop and answering emails Mm. and stuff like that like um I know recently I had a client literally create a crash course in boundaries because she said something I was like I need to learn from you Mm. just go create that because I'm sure other people want it um but I definitely think there's something there in that fact that we aren't taught boundaries like we're taught Mm. all the logistical things or like how to do finance or how to research or whatever but we're not really taught. I was going to say, nobody taught me how to do finance. No, I know. I know what you mean. 100%. But that's not until I read Barefoot in Barefoot Barefoot yeah, Barefoot. Yeah, yeah, so, Okay, okay. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. not finance. But... <laughs> well, it yeah. is funny because in your chart, your Saturn and your Sun are conjunct. And that is a hard placement. And that is all about learning about boundaries. Oh, 100%. Because your Sun is who you are. Mm. Like, it's who you are, your purpose, who you're here to be, expand into. Like, if if you do one thing, you learn about your sun in your chart, you've done it. Like okay. everything else is just flavor to the sun. Mm. I mean, Ooh, it doesn't flavor. mean... Flavor. A flavor. It's flavor. I, like I mean, that being said, some people like, you know, everything... Um, my astrologer Chiani has this um, saying, she says, everything means something and everything means nothing. Mm. And... You can also then put too much emphasis on the sun. It's like, okay, let's look at the other shiz. But mm. yeah, and your Saturn is conjunct your sun, which is, you know, it's it's not the easiest placement. Okay. Yeah. And you're not the first person who I've seen it. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> other people are struggling yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, other people oh, have a shit too. Yeah, no. Where's your um, sun? Where's my sun? Yeah. It's in Capricorn like yours. Yeah, but... Okay, all right. Is that what you were asking? Not or? conjunct Saturn. Not conjunct Saturn, yeah. Oh. I um, I have all the best things conjunct my sun. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, I've got Venus and Moon conjunct my sun, so I get it pretty good. We have different suns. Oh, yeah, Saturn. Where's, oh, our Saturn. Yeah. Um, for Saturn. the listeners at home, keeping up, Tash and I have very similar astrology charts. Our Saturn is in Sagittarius and... 
Yours is in the fourth, mine's in the fifth house, I think. Yeah, if I remember. Yes, Saturn and Mars are together. Yes, that's yes. correct. I just have your chart. I just can't. For the listeners keeping up at home, Amanda has all our charts memorized and printed, printed. out. <laughs> and it's like this picture perfect memory. And all of mine are basically can like all just chilling out in like the same two houses or something. There's a yeah. lot going on in the eighth house. Yeah. Yeah. And forgive us if you don't know astrology terms, it's totally fine. Like, we'll, I'll create something for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you're right out there with me. Real low-end <laughs> products. It'd be real easy. Yeah. Tested by TK. Tested. Uh. And it's interesting. <laughs> tested by TK. Yeah, road tested. If I, if I can't come out and spit what you need out, then we need to go back and refine it, make it even more basic. So Done. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Road test. It was interesting that you were saying you were working with a client and she was talking about how she talks. She works with boundaries. Mm. I just want to give you a little bit of credit there where you were very perceptive on picking up that she had this incredible mm. um, gift and talent. And you saw, babe, you need to package this up. You need to create a course around it. Yeah. And she did. Mm. And what did she make? Nearly $9,000? Yeah. She had like 37 people in like three weeks. Two Isn't weeks. that amazing? Mm. And that was simply from a conversation with you, whether you were able to reflect her genius back to her. Mm. Yeah. I think that's like the easiest thing I do really well. Mm-hmm. Is it like, hey, can you just like teach me and like the rest of the world that needs to know that and mm. just like package it up in a really beautiful way mm. and like get it out tomorrow, please? Because mm. <laughs> I need to learn from it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how this, like you and your mm-hmm. astrology started. I was like, hey, Amanda. Yeah. Mm. Like this astrology thing because mm-hmm. I think I just remember like having like a breakdown one day and you're like oh it's okay it's just like what your chart's all about I'm like <laughs> oh tell me more and then it yeah. really became like a counselling session of my astrology every breakfast on a Monday being like okay Amanda what's my week looking like mm-hmm. <laughs> help me just to I think what stars more than... are in the sky yeah <laughs> what energies am I working with right mm-hmm. now I think that's the biggest thing is like mm-hmm. having an awareness of like you know, we have as a human, we have like our periods, and we have all sorts of things, mm. and friends, and family, and life. Mm. And then there's also like the unseen stuff going on. And you're like, oh, okay, mm. I'm allowed to break down this week. It's not just because mm. of X, Y, and Z. Mm. I feel like the level of meaning it gives, it just like this year particularly, mm. like some of the stuff in my astrology books where you look at the placements this year, literally talked about authority taking away um authorities imposing restrictions taking away freedoms like it just was like holy shiz this is exactly what's happening and there's just a layer of everything's going to be okay yeah because there's meaning Mm. and Mm. even though i don't understand fully why planets in the sky affect us other than the weird as above so below which i'm still kind of feeling into what that even means Mm. it's like i don't understand why pluto pluto in the sky affects us but when you work with it work with it and see it playing out it's just like this level of everything will be okay yeah and nothing and it's not that nothing's random because we have free will Mm. and that's what i you know there's a beautiful quote and i forget who says it who says love overcomes any karma in your chart which i think is really beautiful and um at the same time, that's like, oh yeah, this this is this is what you're meant to be, you know, focusing on or doing, mm-hmm. or um, like the last few months we're recording this November 2020, <clears throat> and there's been a massive retrograde 
Mars for the last two months has been retrograde. And if you didn't know that, and maybe this has played a part because yours has been retrograding in your ambitions, yeah. part of your chart that represents your ambitions and goals and also the part of the chart that represents career, it's a retrograde, which means things aren't moving forward. They're moving backwards, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is, uh, yeah. And but asking you to revisit things. Exactly. And also as well, sorry, just on that note, um, is I might have an income goal in mind when I look at, okay, how many people might that involve bringing in that did not feel light? Like I was feeling into it this morning as I was mm. looking at, okay, fresh, fresh week, like let's go. And I was like, how many people actually would be of kindness this month for me to bring in? Mm. And the numbers that I like had in my mind, like income wise, and then like what felt nice just to bring into my world and what I could handle and really love on mm. were different. Mm. So I think that reflection piece is really beautiful. It's just being like, hey, let's just stop and feel into like, there's the mental aspect. Mm. And I think anything that's what you both have really amplified for me is like, there's the mental world. But then there's like a, hey, let's stop and honor the energy mm-hmm. behind it, both from an astrology point of view, but also Tash, I think you just, you're, you're, you're so pragmatic with your energy tuning in that it's almost like, oh no, honey, that's not what's going to happen right now. And I'm like, oh, like we could literally be talking about like, like this is a yellow pen. I'm holding a yellow pen right now. And I'd be like, hey, Tash, this is a blue pen. She's like, oh no, honey. Like that's literally how she sees energy. It's just so pragmatic for her. And I think having that also just reflected back to be like, there are many layers and aligning those layers and working from alignment of those layers and not just from the head game or from the very physical space is huge just to have those different elements. That there's a lot of um, things beyond us. I like to see, so one of my favorite authors is Tracy Harding and there's a bit in one of her books. Oh my God, there's so many books. So I can't remember exactly which book it is. I can look it up later. Uh, where <clears throat> she's put herself in the book and she has a spiritual uh, reader, like someone who is giving her a reading in real life, but in the book. And they're like, okay, so I'm talking with your muse and they're saying that you need to put yourself in the book. She's like, oh no. Oh no, that's not going to happen. She's like... They're very adamant. And it's just really beautiful to think, like, so I'm a crier, so I'll probably cry when, like, truth comes through, that, like, there's energies and entities, like, positive uh, for us that are, like, manipulating the time stream, like, uh, the energies, like, to bring people into our world. And sometimes when it feels like we're procrastinating, that things aren't working, I like to sit back and go, that's okay. They're just moving the puzzle pieces. Like they're bringing people into my life and it's not time for that yet. I'll work on something else right now until those puzzle pieces are in place. And so I guess that's kind of just how mom and I live our life that in our business, like, well, if something's not flowing, then it's not meant to be worked on right now. Mm. And so then we work on the things that are flowing and just like this beautiful puzzle unfold before us and not try and control where the puzzle pieces go at any one time, because we're not the only ones creating like that. We're co-creating with spirit and it's not always on our timeline. (laughs) Okay. I have a question about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So around not controlling things, Mm -hmm. how do you release, control or something like have you just got to that place now where you just surrender or like what was like that journey of like coming to a place where you're releasing control of how things like maybe you thought they would have to be or 
the outcome of how you would get there. I mean, Amanda probably remembers yeah. two years ago <laughs> um, us being very much like, no, this is the way that we've said it needs to be, so this is the way that it's happening. Yeah. And then there came a point, because we had started another <laughs> business together two years ago, and we're like, this is what it is. Mm. Both very, like, determined. Like, no, we've said this is what we're doing. We promise people mm. this is what it needs to look like. And then we were forced into a position where, like, I don't think this is what it is. And there was just like a really beautiful, gentle at the time unfolding of what if it's this? Mm. Like, what? No. Like, but what if it is? Like, what if it's this instead? And so we were both getting downloads and we were both like kind of bringing things, putting them on the table. So we're like, well, I don't know what that means for us. I don't know what that means for the business. So it was kind of a very like anxious time for both of us because we're like, well, we're just being pushed into this incubator and we don't know what the purpose is and what that needs to look like and end up looking like, well, we're not doing this business together <laughs> anymore, which I think would have made most people like freak out like freak out and like end the friendship. And there were some moments uh, like burn everything to the ground. But we just took it as a really like, well, we're not in control of everything. Yeah. And it was like a two year, at least probably two year, like time where we were just like forced every day, like every day we saw each other. And we just created this spiritual like incubator for ourselves where we were forced to confront aspects of each of ourselves and each other. We were like, oh, right. Maybe that was the point. Mm. Like that was the point of our time together, mm. not this business that needed to be in the world. Yeah. It was the container for us to discover aspects of ourselves and where we needed to be Mm-mm. and what we needed to be doing. Because by the end of it, we're like, well, I think I need to do coaching. I was saying that. I'm like, I think I need to do coaching. I don't know what that looks like, but I don't know if that fits into the container of this business. Yeah. So maybe I'll just do that separately. And then it unfolded. Amanda was doing this other path with her stuff. And we're like, well, like maybe we just need to be friends and not business partners. And that that was okay. And that we had just come to this beautiful conclusion of like what we need to do with our business. And of course that wasn't the end. <laughs> you know, sometimes I like to challenge my guides. You're like <laughs> unconsciously, no, not consciously, you're like, how dare you? Like, what are you bringing into my life? But just being like, no, no, I'm a rebel and you know that. So don't tell me what to do, <laughs> even my guides. So where mum and I are right now with our business is not where... I even imagined a year ago yeah. we would be. But perfectly in line with the like secret heart whisperings that I had throughout the time that Amanda and I were together. Like, wouldn't it be amazing to do this? Like, mm. what if my life could just mm. be like talking to people and helping them like figure things out in their life? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? And what I've come to realize is those secret wishes, those yearnings that you say out loud when you don't mm. think anyone's really listening are guide like they're signposts yeah like amanda in a bookstore going oh wouldn't it just be amazing if i could just read books and tell people about them like wouldn't that be amazing like well why don't you just do that like we have all of these rules in our lives around what things should look like and how we should do things and i'm like just throw the rule book out just see what unfolds and it does require trust. Yeah. 
Like, it's not, I wouldn't say it's easy to walk this path of, well, let's just see the path as it unfolds in front of us. It's like, like, there's no path there right now, guys. Like, to my team, like my energetic team, like, where's the path? Like, just trust. I'm like, no, seriously, I have one step left. Where's the path? Mm. They're like, just surrender it. We're like, oh, all right. And I go kicking and screaming. And then the path unfolds. They're like, oh my God, I didn't even think it would be there. Huh. That's like a very real experience for me recently. Um, for those listening, Tash and I met in a program called Client Kit, CK. And um, they have an extended program that you go into an elite and I was like, oh, I knew, I knew when I first found out about it, like many, many months ago, I was like, I'm going to be there. I didn't know how, because um, it's a, an investment. And um, recently something happened in the way they were price structuring it that I was really called to make a decision. To go into the next level to of the going program. To go into the next level of the program, um, to, to go into elite. And I was like, oh, do I, don't I? And from a mental point of view it didn't seem like it would make sense from like financially but also do I need it right now all these other things um and then it was many discussions with Tash and her mom Julie and Amanda as well and then there was like a moment of surrender actually Amanda had told me she was like okay just so you know there's a new moon on Sunday she's like it's a really good time to reflect and she she gave me this whole download of what to do and I woke up Sunday morning after having an incredibly stressful Saturday. Like, in, like I basically slept and didn't sleep. And I woke up and I was like, I was just at peace with it. I was just like, it's done. Like, just, can you just do the thing already? And I think what you said just before about, you know, I only have one step left. Like, I need the rest of the path to And that was literally where I was at. I was like, okay, like, I know when the investment was like a lump sum, I was like, holy cow. But just knowing that, okay, this is how it's broken down. You just need to trust that if you take the step, the rest is going to unfold. Mm. I was like, okay. And I think that there's so much courage that isn't on it in those little moments that mm. maybe no one else will ever know mm-hmm. of those moments where you backed yourself, even though it almost didn't make mental sense to. Mm. And you're like, for whatever reason, this is calling me. I'm just going to have to trust and go with it and then let the chips fall where they may, let the consequences fall where they may. But there's something about that step mm-hmm. that I think no one and everyone has those moments and you grow as a human being. Like there's something that happens internally. Like it's just like you shed so many layers of skin. You're just like, Oh, okay. I can be the person to make that step. Mm. And knowing that next step might never look like what you thought it was going to mm. look like and not being like, well, I've made a mistake Yeah, because it's not what I thought that it would be. Yeah. And just being like, well, that's okay, because this might be the step to the next step. Like Amanda's had some really beautiful experiences of actually just trusting like that, well, the next step isn't what she imagined. It's actually led to another next step and then another next step and another next step. Mm. That sometimes you don't get your full vision. Mm. You get the next right step. Mm. Yeah, because part of my problem was, and I, I came to understand this through my chart, shameless plug (laughs) astrology (laughs) is that what I would do when I would come into my business was go right what is the outcome I want to achieve like what do I want this program to look like how much money do I want to make from it la 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 and and nobody would be involved in the process which is part Mm. of the problem and then I'd be like okay this isn't how I need to create it and even like 
you know, marketing plans, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, this is even what I did at like the business that I was doing. It's like, this is what it needs to look like. This is exactly what it needs to look like. <laughs> TK's <laughs> laughing because she's going through it. This is exactly what it needs to look like. This is exactly what I'm offering. This is exactly my about page. This is exactly my mm. product. And I'm going to get all of this figured out. I'm going to create <laughs> it all. And then I'm going to take it out into the world and start selling it and offering it. And one of the things that I've come to realize is that I am terrible at seeing the big picture and not in that I am intellectually terrible, but that part of how I'm meant to experience my world is, oh yes, the analogy is um, I get an idea and a vision and I take some steps towards that idea and vision. But then it's only after I take a few steps along that path to that vision that I then see the side road. Mm -hmm. And I can't see that side road from where I started. That's why I needed to see the original vision. And so once I've taken those few steps, I go, oh, there's a side road. I can go that way. And it's like at the, the end of 2019, you know, Tash and I wrapped up our business, which was funnily enough, only a year because it was a year to the day. I mean that oh, yeah. we'd been we'd been incubating business stuff together, but yeah. the actual business that we started together mm. was literally a year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just twelve months, but it was intense. <laughs> when we decided we realized actually this is not what we're meant to be doing and we mm. kind of went apart, I just got a job at a cafe because I'm like, I need space. Mm. I need space. I need not the pressure. Mm. Um, which is funny. That's part of my feng shui is if money stresses me out, that's not a bad not great mm. specifically for me just oh. creating space around creating money. space around money yeah mm. anyway all the things tangents but um you'll get used to that with us yeah you'll get used to it <laughs> dear listener <laughs> um so at the end of last year um i've forgotten my train of thought but i'll get there um oh yeah when i was kind of like trying to figure out where to go it was like this idea of a book came to me and it was so strong and so Like, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm writing a book. And so I started it and I'm really proud of how much I wrote and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this intention of writing a book and writing my story brought me into studying astrology. And I would not have ever committed to this 12-month program that I did and a 12-week intensive, which was a side thing that I did with it, had I not gone, oh, I'm writing a memoir. And I actually really want to, I do really want to get to know myself a bit more, la, 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 la. And so I signed up to these programs. Never would I have thought I would get into the end of the year and see what I'm seeing now that's in terms really of cool. helping people know themselves. And and that's that idea of the path. It's like, and it can be really hard in business when we're taught, okay, you have a a website and this is who you are and this is mm. what you do and this is what you deliver to people and I I know that that is part of the process but it's kind of like I don't know to me it feels like in my process that's kind of the end mm. because for me specifically particularly with my satin placement what I do needs to feel like a hobby first and it needs to feel fun and I would just do it anyway which I mean you guys see me with astrology that it's like and develop something as a hobby which I'm doing with seven people who aren't paying me and, and we're just playing around with the concept and it's revealing itself mm-hmm. there is no way I could have come up with this 12 uh, week intensive program which I'm not ready to reveal yet dear listener but it's <laughs> bubbling away 
like what it looks like now, there is absolutely no way I could have just sat in my house and thought, yeah, this is what I want it to look like and this is what I want it to be created like. Yeah. I had to just start playing with the form, allow it to take shape, mm-hmm. and that meant not asking people for money because that changes the dynamic because it's not ready for money yet because it's just in my house of hobbies creativity and once the form is there then I can take it out into the world into my business and obviously within that process of creation I have a lot of practices now where I go inwards and reflect and dear listener no doubt we will share that more with you Mm. along the way um I've forgotten how we got here. <laughs> Do you know what I love it? No, I did want to flag it. Is um, two things that fascinate um, me specifically about you. I think that was good English. Um, <laughs> is a man. I think. I think coming from like being the third wheel, not the third wheel, but like the the trio, the last point of the trio, is you both reminded me of bringing the soul back into business first mm-hmm. and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd come from that world i started in personal development went through an energy phase and then started to go into a real strategic phase after i had a failed teen coaching business because teens don't have money and i was like how do i make sure i can have money in my many lifetimes to come and um i'd almost forgotten and i don't think there's an maybe i just wasn't in those circles where there are people who could balance um the soul and the strategy, but also making it a full-time gig and a sustainable one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like people might go so far into the soul, but then it's like, how do you bring the business element in? And then people who are very <laughs> business savvy, but then you burn out or you're just not in alignment. And there's people who maybe might be doing side hustles where they've got soul and the business, but then not earning a full-time, sustainable, mm-hmm. beautiful, luscious income. And so I think that's really helped me to balance things out. And what a distinction I got from you, Amanda, was that your business has its own chart. Mm. So you're working with the human being, but then also um, you have a chart for your business, but you also have your, it's, you call her a diva, right? Uh, yeah, business Yeah, diva. and I love that you talk to her and it's almost reminded me that, you know, my business as a whole also has its own entity I'm not creating mm-hmm. alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I have so much admiration for the fact that you're like, oh, we just had a conversation today. I'm like, wait, I forget, like, for me, she's like another, she's like a human that's like next to us at the table. I forget mm-hmm. that, it's not that I forget, but I just love the intimacy of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, how would someone call in their day or call in their business energy or start that conversation? You know, there's like 50 million things that come to mind. But <laughs> the first, I'm actually going to write them down so I don't forget. Okay. Um. Um, I mean, one of the women that I talk about all the time, her name's Hero Berger, mm-hmm. and she's a spiritual business advisor, oh. which is interesting because we talked about advisors this morning. And I like that name. She is the woman who introduced me to the concept of your energy. Sorry, your energy. Your business is its own energy. Yeah. Your business has its own, she calls it an ecology. Okay. Like an energetic ecology. And she essentially says, like, your your business has like a million different roadmaps that you could take, mm-hmm. which you know you're already aware of mentally. Yeah. But it's in the conversation, like essentially that's it. There's an energetic ecology there. Mm. You're working with the energy. They can show you things and tell you things, but you need to take the action in the world. Mm. But there is a conversation backwards that's and cool. forwards. And by taking the action, 
that cements which option is provided to you. So the deva yes. is like energetically provides the ways and means, mm. but they can't act independently. Mm. They have to act in concert with a human being in the physical world. Mm. Yeah. And so when you take action, yeah. that goes, okay, well, we're going to discard these options for now because this action aligns with this um, stuff that's being brought in yeah. in the physical world. So that's what will happen. Yeah. So there's many paths, like like endless mm. opportunities and paths, but your actions and choices that you make align with specific ones in any moment. No, oh, sorry. No, you're right. Um, I'm just curious. So Tash, you're really good at naming things, and then man, I want to hear like your forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine things. <laughs> um, I'm really good at talking about things. <laughs> so I guess to, to for context, my question is like I came up with the business name in 2015, mm. and now I'm not sure if it feels in alignment or not. And mm-hmm. so Tash, you're really good at I guess talking to your your guides or your team and then coming up with the name and man i'd be curious to know your take on this as well with regards to what we're talking about how like does the name just drop and you're like bing or do you have no like i a- write like a hundred words out oh do you yeah oh. i do a whole brainstorming thing oh and then i like put combinations together and then i test them so either muscle testing or pendulum okay on like which ones have the right vibration uh, so you are tuning doing. into the vibration of things yes. okay and i can feel it like i feel it in my gut yeah. like if there's a like a like a so you couldn't see my uh gesture then but like a heart expandy moment Mm. where i'm like oh no that feels expansive then i'm like okay let's shortlist that one so i shortlist a bunch and then i shortlist again and then i shortlist again and i keep them all written Mm. down Mm. because then i realize like months later i'm like oh oh that name's for this thing now so it's come through it's just not necessarily for the thing I've created already. Mm. So there's no reason like that the name you've got now isn't one you're meant to use. It just may not be in alignment with where you're using it. And that's where I'm like, pardon, coming back to calling in the Davos. I'm like, I don't know which, it, it feels a bit muddy now. I'm like, well, I don't know if I should be tuning into that energy and the name kind of has to come into where it's meant to be or if I'm feeling into it, like I just feels a bit pickly at the moment as to mm-hmm. which one feels like true north to really head into. But maybe because I just haven't decided. Maybe. Or ask. <laughs> so I do this with yeah, our clients ask. all the time. Yeah. They're like, I don't know what I should do. I'm like, have you asked your team? Like, no. no. <laughs> like, well, ask. Okay. So okay. I do a lot of asking questions. And yeah. I either muscle test or pendulum um, answers. Okay. And different layers to them. Because if I ask one and it's like, no, I'm like, but... I want to do that thing. Like, okay, I need to be more specific and like dig into that question a bit more because that's a really broad overarching question. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, well, is it right, right for right now? Is it for my highest good? Like, no. I'm like, okay, but will it be my highest good later? Like, yes. I'm like, right. Uh, okay. So it's just not for right now. Okay. Mm. And so I just discard like tangents and paths based on whether they're right for right this moment. Okay. So the practice in practice is always having space in the week mm. and Ooh. sitting down and sitting. I sit on my bed with my with my with my you know pad notepad. Yeah. And Hiroboga has a meditation. It's free on her website. You literally, it's her freebie. Mm. And um, it's a five day email thing, but mm. there's one audio recording on like day four where she's like, meet your business neighbor. Mm-hmm. And she does a meditation where okay. you, you drop in, but essentially you drop in and I picture a white light coming through the top of my head all the way through. 
and then you feel into your energy field and feel it like moving backwards and forwards with your breath mm-hmm. and fill your energy field up with love and you know I see it as a pink mm-hmm. pink and it's like call in your deva ask your deva to touch your energy field and for me I can, mine's here now mm-hmm. um for me I see color and I've always mm-hmm. seen color when the deva comes yeah and Sometimes I know, and I see color with my mind's eye and my imagination. Like I don't mm-hmm. just see it there. So there's a level of trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing we'll get back to. There's a level of just having to trust what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first business, Deva, actually appeared as a woman, but mm-hmm. I couldn't see her face. And she was giant. She was like an old, wise woman. She was black mm-hmm. and she was just like wearing like, like I could just feel her her black robes kind of emanating from her. And I've shared this story with you before. When I came back from an overseas holiday, which does a lot for expanding your mind, that's what travel's all about. When I came home and tried to connect into her, I couldn't see her and I couldn't feel her. And I was freaking out a bit. And so I did the meditation. I just said, let's just let surrender. Because sometimes the process, it's like a, a workout. You, you work the muscle, it gets stronger when I came and I was like, just find her, it's fine, just allow her to come. It was like her her cloak was on the floor next to me and her whole being had left. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God, oh my goodness, that business is, is dead now. She's mm. gone, she's mm. left. And so I went, oh, is there something new here? And this massive aqua green energy, and I could like came on me and like in front of me, pushing on me and was like, you need to write a book, you need to write a book, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. So I know my book is Aqua in Colour. So whenever I see Aqua, I know my book's around. And I cried, <laughs> I remember, because this was like the, the felt like the five millionth iteration of how I was going to proceed in business. Yeah. And I thought I had a plan before I went on holiday. And I, I mean, I did. I had this whole wall behind me. It was all post-it notes. There was a whole plan, whole programs. It was all around selling essential oils and helping people that way. Because mm. it's always about helping people. And I came home and she was gone. It was like, you need to write a book. That's not what you're doing. And I cried. I want to say for two days, but that wasn't it. I just, I feel like it was, a, it was amazing because I cried because I was like, not again. Yeah. We're changing direction again. At the same time. It's like, if nothing changes, nothing changes. I've been trying to physically make things possible in just my physical world with my mental brain and nothing seems to be working. I need to try something different. And so I just had to trust it. But that brings in a layer of like, how did you get to the point of being able to trust in the unseen? Mm. And that is a whole process, which I think everyone comes in differently. Yeah. And like Tash was saying, um, end of 2017 I just had something shift oh (laughs) Pluto Saturn hit my sun in my chart when Pluto hits any planet in your chart like transit it's massive it's massive transformation it's death of self it's rebirth it's awakening and that happened for me at the end of 2017 it hit my sun and so I was literally like I shaved my hair off because I was like oh my gosh I'm a brand new person like I'm not I don't know who I am now I'm shaving all my hair off and starting again like that's what it felt like doesn't hair hold memories yes Didn't we realize at the time? does yes yes yeah that hair holds memories so you were literally 
shaving off all of the old parts of you, mm, mm. which was fascinating. I found, though, my experience, I did it for sure for a cure in 2015. Mm. Oh, everyone asked me that, and I was like, no, I did it for myself, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> so well, part on. of me wanted to because I was like, I had always admired people who did My sister had mm. done it. And I I had a mini crisis. I didn't realize, like, when I dance, I, like, do lots of head Aww. flicks and stuff. But even things like I didn't know how to embrace my femininity. So, like, the other girl who I did it with was wearing, like, lipstick, these beautiful mm. earrings to change how she dressed. Mm. Whereas I was basically, like, a tomboy, like, a like a skinny, mm. butch-looking, like, <laughs> lesbian almost. And it took some time to almost rediscover who I was without the external stuff. Mm. Mm. There you go. Yeah, it was really quite interesting. Mm. Very, very interesting. Um. Well, just back to that tangent then, we mentioned Tasha's mum, Julie. Mm. She's amazing. She's an intuitive, medical mm-hmm. intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, of my relationship with Tash, but also my relationship with Julie, they were the first ones who would mirror stuff back to me and help me because I didn't trust my inner guidance at all. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And and so they helped me see things about myself. Yeah. I'm like, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. And that's what you do amazingly. Mm-hmm. I think the two biggest practices that helped, the first big thing I had to do when I kind of awakened and started realizing there's an unseen is I had to reconcile my relationship with death. Mm-hmm. And because I was so afraid of it. Okay. Anytime it would come up in conversation, I'd walk away. Like I didn't like thinking about the fact that we all die and la, 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 la. And for me... I had to come th- come at it just just any kind of spiritual text that come your way and explains how energy works and blah 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 and there's a beautiful book by Wang Dyer like he's amazing people in the spiritual world he's like the grandfather of spirituality it's called memories of heaven or something like that and it talks about um, how children pick their families and how you've mm-hmm. picked your parents mm-hmm. and how like siblings meet each other in the you know unseen I don't like to call heaven or anything, just the unseen world. They meet each other first. So when they get born, they know each other already. Anyway, and they know who their parents are, la, 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 la. And just I had to reconcile my um, understanding of I have a physical body and the energy bodies, which Julie, Tasha's mum, teaches incredibly well through Arakira, where she explains, and so many teachings do, we have a physical body but the physical body is the last point of call. Mm. You have all these energetic layers around you. Mm. And this is not going to be great for the um, listener at home. But I'm, going to, <laughs> I'm going to draw an um, image of a stick figure. You know, I always had this idea of here's your, here's your head, here's your mind, and here's your body, and here's your heart and soul, you know. So your mind is on your head, your soul is at your heart, and then this is my body. And... Julie's teachings really showed me, no, like, this is your body, this is your mind, this is your, you know, soul, and, like, that kind of... Like and I'm drawing circles. Circles emanating out of your body. Mm-hmm. And then the whole, you know, Abraham Hicks teachings helped me a lot with understanding vibration mm-hmm. and understanding that everything is vibration. And so it, blah, 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 blah. That's kind of where... Oh, that's where I was going. So I had to reconcile my relationship with death head on and just and i was able to do it through this understanding of we're just in a meat suit and we're, we're I love, always around i love how you say that like when you oh, first said i didn't that, i like, didn't think of it obviously i know but like if you're the first person i heard of who had ever said we're just in a meat suit i'm like wait i'm sorry what mm. and 
I guess, can you unpack that a little bit more for anyone who is like, like me was virgin to that terminology. Like, <laughs> like I was like two weeks ago. Well, it's like, um, I always exist. My energy and who mm. I am, my soul always exists. And yeah. it's, and I just see it, see my soul as a source of energy that's just like beaming through the back of my body into my body, and it's just like beaming into this meat suit. And you know the the, the conversation about you're a spiritual person having a human experience, experience. Mm. yeah, like just layers, yeah. So when I and I forget who's, I mean, millions of people use that term. I forget who said it, mm. but it made me like this woman was talking about her friend who has all these tattoos. And she's like, you, you know, you're so brave and courageous to get all those tattoos. And she's like, I get another body in the next lifetime. It's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get a new body next lifetime. I can just do whatever I want on this one. And just mm-hmm. really like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I get another body in another lifetime. I think what that helped me do was dissociate as well me, my being, my brain mm-hmm. from where I am in my current circumstance. Like, when you said that, I was like, oh, and I had this moment of dissociation to kind of be like, okay, let's just stop and look at this almost objectively, mm. like outside of my body rather than just being mm. so stuck in my circumstance, my mm. to-do list and my mm. feelings and my mm. whatever was going on. Is when you said that, I was like, oh, just a little bit of perspective and distance yeah. really mm. helped. And the other practice I will share is developing intuition and figuring yeah. out what that is and what that means has been massively life-changing. In, able, in being able to do these practices... <laughs> Tangent, getting back to the deva, in being able to work with the deva, yeah. is being able to trust the trust inner, what's coming trust what's coming through, yeah. trust the 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 hunches and the the yeah. And again, Julie had a great practice that she taught me, mm. um, where she's like, get a get a book, and literally write. Uh, look, we'll find a link. We'll put it on there. Um, mm. Where she's talking about to track your intuition, just have a little intuitive book. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Where she's like, you know, when something, yes. when you, when you, when you like start. The signs and signals. The signs but, and signals, yeah. yeah. It's like you can start, when you're trying to tune into your intuition, you will get a lot of moments where you're like, oh, I knew that and I didn't, mm. I didn't listen. Oh, I see. Yeah, sorry. In the back of the book. Um, so tracking when you listened, like what the hunch was that you got, the intuitive hit. Yeah. When you followed it, what happened? When you didn't follow it, what happened? Oh. So you can start to see uh, like the difference and what that feels like when you don't follow it and when you do follow it. Do you know, so on that note, um, I have a girlfriend and she really helped me embody this, is you know how sometimes you make plans and it gets to the day and you're like, I really don't feel like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for me like what just landed then when mm-hmm. I heard that is sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just go ahead and I'll do it, like whatever. Like I haven't seen that person in a while or I promised Mm -hmm. I would or whatever the story is. Mm -hmm. And she actually, um, she introduced me to this belief one day. She's like, whenever I have that feeling, she's like, I now know with 100% certainty that if I cancel that plan, that other person was also secretly hoping that I would cancel that. She's like, every time I I followed my intuition and said, hey, look, can't do this afternoon, whether she was tired, exhausted, something had Mm -hmm. come up, she she would tell them. And it would always work out in favor of that person. Mm-hmm. And I know there were times where I tested this theory. I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I'll just persevere. And it hasn't been a pleasant experience. Or well, that mm. other person has actually canceled. Mm. And I've been like, oh, thank goodness. Um, mm. Or something has happened. So now mm. following that, I now just trust that if the energy feels off, mm-hmm. then I cancel it. I know it's going to work out for everyone. And it's going to show up differently for everybody. Mm. So uh, one of the things that mum and I created, because we noticed this was happening a lot, um, is like a little quiz to determine mm. how you best uh, connect 
with your team, like with the energy that's coming through, like how you receive your intuition. Um, and that there's actually five types. So <laughs> Tell us about the five um, types, Tash. Uh, clairvoyance, mm. clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, and clairalliance. So clairvoyance is seeing. So I will, I've got clairvoyance as my main primary. So I access all of them, but clairvoyance is my primary mm-hmm. for myself. Mm. Uh, so there's many layers to this. If we don't get through to them all today, we can re, uh, revisit it later. But um, so I'll get flashes of vision. Yeah. And we're like, oh, uh, and if anyone has seen uh, the read or seen the Celestine prophecy, uh, vision is one of the things that they talk about a lot. It's mm-hmm. like getting like flashes and we're like, or I shouldn't do that because I've seen that, or I should do that. I'm like, oh, that would be really cool. Yeah. And I'll see a flash of vision. Uh, Claire, audience people will hear things. And whether that is literally hearing like a voice uh, beside you or hearing things on the radio, like hearing songs, uh, awesome. just hearing things in, in, in your world that you take note of and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Um, it comes through auditarily, like verbally from other people and places. That's cool. Uh, clairsentience will be a feeling. That's me. Um, yes. And mum is clairsentience as well. So she'll always go, oh, I've got goosebumps. Yes. And that's her sign of confirmation <laughs> that either what the person has said or what's come through for her mm. is truth in that moment. Mm. Uh, but you might also like feel other people's emotions. So I get that. I like feel like these things in my body. I'm like, I don't know if that belongs to me. And so I check in and I go, is that mine? It's like, no. I'm like, okay, well then I don't need it. May I share how I feel mine? Mm-hmm. So I was trained or like I was given a container where I discovered mine, where it was almost like a radio frequency. Mm-hmm. And so imagine instead of though auditorily like tuning in is mm-hmm. I feel when I'm on the right frequency and when mm-hmm. I'm slightly off, I'm like, oh, something doesn't quite feel right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I'm feeling into a decision I need to make or whatever it may be or a choice mm-hmm. is I'm feeling into all the different possibilities or feeling like which one kind of like connects and lands. And, and that's yeah. how mine is. It, it just, mm. dro- and I say it drops. Mm. I'm like, that's not dropping in. And oh, that finally has dropped in. Mm. That's really cool. And that's kind of what my version yeah, of yeah. that is. So it'll be different for everybody who feels like yeah. everyone who feels it's going to feel differently. Yeah. And it's about kind of identifying how your confirmation, shi- uh, confirmation sign mm. shows up yeah. uh, physically, uh, but it will be physically like it'll be a yeah. feeling mm-hmm. that you associate. Uh, and claircognizance is just a knowing. Uh, so like if someone is like this, you need to do this. And they're like, well, how do you know? Like, I don't know. I just know. And so it's not like you can't necessarily trace it back to any one thing. The knowledge just drops in and sometimes it'll drop in and just come out the mouth. So that tends to be when I'm doing things for other people, like I'm getting information for other people, it drops in like claircognizantly uh, and it'll just come out my mouth or I'll feel like a burning in my mouth and I'm like, I have to say this because it, it won't leave me alone. So it kind of then comes out. Do you know what's funny? So coming back to the one of my Claris, Clary, Claris, the no, but what's oh, my one? The Claris, oh, Clarissentians. Clarissentians. Yes. Is I also get taps on the shoulder, which again mm. is a feeling thing. Absolutely. Mm. And I was That's like, really oh, cool. I just got tapped on the shoulder. So I just realized even my language mm. is yes. all around mm. kinesthetic. Yeah. So being taking note of the words that you use. Yeah. Because like, oh, I saw this thing. Mm. Um, like, oh, I had a flash. Is a thing that I say a lot. Like, oh, I had a flash. Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it'll be a drop-in, uh, like just drop-in of information, or it'll be a visual flash. 
Um, but I'm like, oh, I just had a flash. It's like a flash of inspiration for you. And then I, you know, say it. Uh, I have made a commitment to myself that I will say what comes to me. Uh, yeah. And I set up a container with people who are like, do you mind if I share what's come through? Mm. Because I don't like to just like vomit what's come through on people like you need to make sure that people are uh, in a state of hearing it Um, but I used to just keep it to myself and I realized that I wasn't actually honoring um, what what was coming through for me yeah uh, in sharing that for other people Uh, and so the last one is Claire Alliance which is smelling so what we've noticed is we had two people like two people who had that as their primary which I was just blown away because I see it for me it's like a tertiary like it's like a thing that comes in with others yeah uh and so i'll be like watching tv and like oh i can smell that like i can smell the food and i'm like i the science of that is uh synesthesia where you can you have multiple senses happen at the same time like it's something happens in your brain i'm like yeah but that's just my claire alliance (laughs) i'm just smelling that and i smell like cigarette smoke like one of my uh, grandfathers used to smoke the other one used to smoke pot uh, and so I'll just get like wafts of pot when I'm in a car by myself on a road, but there's no possibility of it being pot and I'll just smell it. Like it'll fill the car and I'm like, Oh, pot's here. And I'll be like, Oh, that's nice. Like just here to, you know, keep me safe while I drive by myself or just wants to connect in. And so when you smell certain things, it can be, I think often it's people smelling like, um, spirits that are around and they have a smell associated from the real world, um, smelling it. So yeah that's the five and there's just different ways that information can come through and that's been pretty cool what's your way um my dominance is clear audience really yeah so um it was when you were talking before i was like oh yeah that's right um like with my previous business she had a song and so whenever i because mm. i hear music in my head whenever i heard this old song do 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 it's this um, rock and I'm on a bound and long rock oh. and I'm on a long feeling it's song. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. never know the words. I just know the um, rockabilly something. Yeah. She had an old song. That was her song, which is funny because she was an old woman. So she had this mm. 1950s song. So when she wanted to talk to me, she would often come to me by song and I'd hear her song and go, oh, that song's popped in my head. She wants to talk to me. Mm. Um, we all have different. Mm. That's yeah. interesting. Mm. Um, and... It's actually interesting just reflecting on this because when we first started really connecting in with this lender last year and early this year, like the Claire audience could not have been stronger. So music, a hundred percent. I would, if a song came on, I would list, I would just, I'd hear things in, in music and I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, goodness, that is for me. And I would feel it and there'd be a bit of a knowing. Um, and, um, my new business, um, she can't decide what her song is, but it's it's from um, <laughs> it's um it's from Pitch Perfect of all oh, things. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. There is the you know, sometimes she sings the um she sings the last you know the last two songs in the in the movie. She'll sing one of those to me. So the boys, I feel the magic yeah. in oh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. or she'll um sing the um which I can't hear now. Um, the other song where she's um. 
and just Google it. We can all hear it. Sometimes she'll sing that to me, but I think she doesn't sing to me a lot because I always go to her. Mm. Like before, yeah. That, yeah, the other Deva would have to sing to me because I I wasn't in the practice of sitting down all the time and talking with them. Mm. Just connecting in. Yeah, and it's interesting because <laughs> is it interesting? You can tell. You can decide. <laughs> um, like when I started connecting into it, I'm like, I actually. It's like I can hear a color sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can hear colors. I can hear musics. I can hear people. But it's not like an auditory voice that's talking to me. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I heard the color purple today. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to explain what that means, but that's mm-hmm. what it was. Um, but yeah, lately, I'm, I'm just... It's interesting to reflect on what, what it is because sometimes things become so ingrained and so... Mm-hmm. Do you know what I love, though? is that we have normalized this conversation. Like this is not a mm. regular conversation. I think that's something as well about <laughs> developing and trusting. Like mm-hmm. for me now, this is just second nature. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's like, be like, no, this is a yellow pen. It's not a blue pen. It's just mm-hmm. is, it's very factual. Like, even though it's unseen, it's very factual. It's very mm-hmm. like, this is my world. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be said for having people in your world that you could have these conversations mm-hmm. with yes. freely, freely, not just to don't judge you, but also understand and get it. Mm. Understand the language. Yeah. yeah. And also are tapped in as well mm-hmm. in their own version or whatever it may be because mm. it just adds that extra dimension. And I know like, for instance, like when we have our Monday breakfast, it's like, oh my goodness, this is everything that happened in the last seven days, which felt like seven years since mm-hmm. I've seen you. Um, oh yeah, we didn't dad. really, yeah, we didn't really... Um, warn you about that that so much accelerates and happens so fast that you're like like when amanda's like oh my god it feels like a lifetime has yeah. happened this week yeah because uh, everything just happens so quickly a lot happens yeah and rather than just having someone attempt to triage and assist with that from a physical realm perspective it's mm-hmm. like a well hang on have you stopped and looked at what, like, your astrology or what's going on with your astrology have you connected mm-hmm. in with your guides have you asked your team it's mm-hmm. like oh no mm-hmm. no because, mm. like, the everyday world almost doesn't facilitate that unless you put yourself in that environment. I think there yeah. really is something to be said for that is if this conversation is calling you or if you're seeing flashes or getting taps on the shoulder, mm. like, there's something to be said for definitely finding your people mm. that you can tune in and tap into that conversation or making it a regular practice. And I like what you said about having a weekly practice to actually drop in and tune in because I tend to think going to triage mode but like yeah. when everything's going fine i'm like we're good yeah and all of a sudden i have to like be like okay send help please i'm yeah. stuck <laughs> yeah it's developing the practice when things are good yes you're above the line rather than just when things are falling apart and you're like oh no i need to reach for those things when things are falling apart mm. if you set up the practices when things are good then they stay good for longer well actually that's something i wrote down i'm curious to know either of you if you have any takes on weekly practices that you do like i'm happy to share some of mine but i'm curious to know like, Amanda, what does your weekly practice with your deva love? Is that, like, a Monday or a Friday or just, like, a Oh, Monday? no. No. No structure like that. <laughs> Type one. No. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. And, I mean, this is a whole other um, thing for everyone to explore is um, Carol Tuttle dressing your truth, mm. which is actually energy profiling, yeah. but she's done an incredible job at marketing it to make it normalized, which is, mm-hmm. you know, and she calls it dressing your truth. Which normalizes it, if you think about it. So it starts with the physical world conversation yeah. and then moves into the energy world conversation. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I, I haven't love. made that distinction mm. very clearly yet. Okay, yeah. all right. So she's done a, She's very smart in what she's done to, mm. to, 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 like you were saying before, to um, 
just normalize it. Yeah. Um, I will get back to your question, but I will say, you know, I sometimes hear people also say is, I was there once too where I was like, oh, I I can't talk about this energy stuff out loud. I'm going to sound like a weirdo. But as soon as you do, and particularly now because we have, the whole world is in 5D now. We've we've moved through, we've transitioned. People are just needing to catch up. Mm. We're in a space where it's like, when you start talking, other people are like, either go, I know exactly what you mean. I'm so glad you mentioned it. Yeah. Because I want to talk about this too. Or they're like, I'm not sure what you mean, but I'm curious. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, the more it's the conversations happen and the more it's normalized i have found in my life that people just come in yeah and um yeah that's all i just wanted to say on that point i mean that's how we became best friends yeah that's how we oh i know that was so funny at the end of a long lunch Mm -hmm. uh, you made no as in like we were with two hours like it was a lot we had been sitting for a long time talking about business stuff yeah real world Mm. stuff and then I think it was an offhand comment that Amanda made at the end of the lunch. And I can't even remember what you said. I remember exactly. You did? Okay, yeah. well, you said. I remember exactly. <laughs> Memories. We were um, walking out of the venue and we were crossing the street. And something came up. Okay, so now I don't remember. But something came up and I had just started listening to Abraham Hicks. And it was very similar to... Um, how ex- extended family members talked about the world mm-hmm. to the point that I'm like, this must be real because two completely separate you, you know, people in my life mm-hmm. are talking about the exact same thing and they have nothing to do with the other. This must be real. And I turned to you and I said something along the lines of, um, I've been really getting into Abraham Hicks, la, 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 la. And... It was so scary for me to do that in that mm. moment because we'd never had any spiritual conversations. Mm. And I'd done that with another friend who had basically said, I looked into it, it's um, crazy and you're crazy and blah, 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 and oh, that's fine. You bad know. experience. Um, yeah. um, contrast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really afraid to share it with you, but I knew that I had to say, like, the conversation had opened a door where I'm like, I need to share this with you because this is my truth mm. and this is how I'm seeing the world and I need to share that with you. And I did. And then like, boom, floodgates. You were like, oh yeah, I grew up around that kind of thing. My mum's a medical intuitive and la 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 la. And I was just like blown away. And we'd been friends for like 18 months, two years by that, like a year. We've been knows, in each other's like, world. But, we've been in each other's yeah, world. Not but to that uh-huh. I mean, I want to say we'd been having lunch for a solid six months. Oh, like no, that we... was the first time we'd ever had lunch. No, we had the lunch up at Hideaway the first time. This was at Plenty. I yeah, no, that was the Hideaway conversation. was about mum. No, we had the first element of it at Plenty. No. Okay, so look at that. Timelines. <laughs> we're on different timelines. Okay, fair enough. All's to say is that... No, I, don't... I remember because I remember sitting back and going, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. That's, my mum was a medical intuitive. And just being like, I mean, I didn't really maybe, talk to anyone about it. Maybe like, it didn't land anyone. for me when you first mentioned it. Maybe, maybe. I did. Maybe I didn't. Mm, I, that's probably bit. what happened because mm. I vividly remember us being on the street mm-hmm. there. But again, oh. who knows what memory is? And that's just true. being blown away that the best part of our conversation happened <laughs> while we were walking to our cars. And you're just like, oh yeah, my mum's a metal intuitive. She was on a TV show. She's like, blah 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 blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. Mm. Like. Mm. I've met of somebody who's experiencing this 
Yeah. And I think there's a lot of collective trauma for a lot of women, like past life trauma, mm. um, for talking about this sort of thing. Mm. And so it hasn't, it is now, but it wasn't for like decades where people didn't tell everyone. Yeah. Like if you knew it was safe, mm. then you would start a conversation. Yeah. But you didn't just talk to everyone about this stuff. And I think it's becoming more normal that it's just in the everyday conversation and it's in business and not every business, but like business coaching is bringing it mm. to a new place. Mm. I think the word alignment has really kind of started to bring forth yeah. the blend yes. of the two. Like people mm. are really going for like life alignment and yeah. like soul and business alignment. So I think, yeah, I'm the, coming. Sorry, go. Uh, I was just going to say that um, it made me think of something uh, just before. <laughs> I don't know what we were talking about, um, but that there's an awful lot of in business, especially, uh, this is your box. This is how things are done. Mm. Like, mm. and I tend to see like, well, that's your way. Like, that's the way that worked for you. And so now you're sharing your way rather than going, no, this is the way. Mm. This yeah. is the way that works. You have to do it this way. Like, I'm going to take bits of your way because they're in alignment with me and I'm going to put them into my way. Yeah. I'm going to uncover my way within all of these systems mm. because I can feel when something's in alignment with me and how I most easily and naturally work. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like what you've said there. I'm going to take that mm. and implement that in and like integrate it into my life and my business. Uh, and so I think for people who are in business and they're wanting to find new ways of doing things, it's seeking out what's in alignment. Mm. And I guess seeking out these conversations with the mentors that you're searching for, you're like, how do you sit with the energy of business? Not just the physical world of business, yeah. but what's the holistic view of business? Uh, how are you working with people's energy? How are you working with aligning what they're creating? How are you facilitating the other unseen parts of running a business, not just the technical and practical of, yeah, so you put in a funnel or you call up people, like you cold call, like you send messages because all of those systems are fine, but if your energy's out of alignment, yeah. they're not going to work. And anyone listening who thinks, oh my goodness, I have to like basically go and unlearn everything. <laughs> I think just to have people in your corner who can steer you. So rather than becoming a master at this straight away, I would just go find the people that can help steer you and ask the right questions mm. um, because it can definitely potentially feel a little overwhelming to be like, oh, is any part of my business in alignment rather than just being like, okay, where can I start? Mm. Yeah. And just knowing that it's just a process of chipping away. And I think the first thing is to know what's in alignment and what's not. Like, what does that feel like yeah, for you? Yeah, definitely. Like, how can you tell when something's in or out of alignment? Because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to examine your business for alignment if you don't know what that feels like for you. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I would find guides that, you know, physical world guides. Mum and I call ourselves uh, our client's earth team and they have their so uh, cool. spirit team and we work like we co-create with their spirit team. And so it's finding people in your earthly realm, like they may be attracted to you. You might just stumble upon someone and be like, oh, my God you're the one, you're my guide for right now. And so it's really just kind of being open, I guess, open to what comes into your sphere. Mm. And um, only because I was having a conversation last week, 
if you are doing this sort of exploratory work, it definitely helps if you have space, mm-hmm. both like physically, but also bandwidth wise. If you're feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. and stressed right now, um, I think just honoring that this kind of work does require or can, doesn't necessarily require, but um, it can help to have some space just to breathe and feel into it. So whether you take a day off or whether you allow yourself to have the weekend, um, I was always told or recently came across this, it's one hour a day and one day a week dedicated to you where you get to do whatever you want. It's no commitment, but it's just your time to be you. Mm. And um, even so, if it's that one hour a day or that one day a week where you're like, okay, cool, I'm just going to give myself space to whatever drops in, drops in or whatever Mm. journals out, journals out. Um, but definitely creating that space for that to come rather than forcing it mm. and forcing it into the period between 12 and 12 30 when you're having your lunch yes. break yes. and like, you know, you have to eat, but you also have to microwave your food and, you know, check up on all the people that you've missed calls with on your lunch break or whatever it may be. Mm. So. Creating some space in your world. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because when you started talking about that, I want to talk about two things cause you asked me a question before and I didn't answer oh, sorry, it. I'm yes. sorry. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> But even in your chart, you don't have a lot of air in your chart. So what that, <laughs> the, what that means is you need to create air. And what is air? It's space. Yeah. And so creating space around things is actually really great for you. And Do it's you, great for me too. I'm also asthmatic. So that's <gasps> wow. really interesting. Wow. Lacking air. Yeah. I don't think I have air either. I only have one air. What's well, it, how do you know if you've got air? Oh, look, that's a, that's a okay, whole other sorry, conversation. Sorry. No, well, no, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, Tash, you do have... It's, it's interesting. Air and water? You have a decent... Um, I'm just showing them her chart. <laughs> you do have a little bit of air, but you are still more earth and water. Earth and water so you are right. more practical, tangible, mm-hmm. emotional, intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, with your, you beautiful... I mean, you're very similar. You're more practical, tangible emotional intuitive okay these are more of the energies funnily enough this whole table likes air and fire <laughs> <laughs> like so creative likes air and fire yeah oh how funny but what i was going to say before and why i brought up the energy profiling system by um i've forgotten her name now carol tuttle, carol tuttle is you asked me like what is my practice yes of sitting down and calling my deva and i want to share with you what i used to be like and I used to very much, and it's very a Capricorn quality of trying to control things. <laughs> I would very much like look at my week and look at my schedule and do all the things they tell you to do where it's mm. like, okay, I'm going to block out this time for this and this time yeah. for that and this time for that. And I would schedule myself up the wazoo and, and, and it just, there was two things that was happening. The first thing that I realized now is, um, Okay, that, that's that's okay. There's two things that happen when I work now. Let's talk about now. I can't talk about past. <laughs> is that there is a balance for me? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, this is the time and space I have, and I'm gonna show up regardless because then the muse mm. or my Deva will drop in, and mm-hmm. the muse being the creative energy. Yeah. And if I don't show up consistently, like it, the more I show up consistently, the more the muse will come because it knows well, I'll like be that. there. Like, it knows I'll be there. So it's like, okay, I'm here today. You know I come on Tuesdays. We're going to consistently show up. And a lot of the time, for me, Mondays are the days that I do things. So actually, yes, I do have a day in my schedule. Monday, moon day, which is because it's a yin day. It's reflective. 
And so generally speaking until now, but I mean, this is what we're doing, reflecting. Yeah. Mondays, I always, um, I don't ever schedule anything in. And I did that intentionally. And I'm now realizing I did do that intentionally to begin with. And I did have to start practicing it. But now it's so second nature that I don't even think, realize I'm doing it now. Um, because really the world should operate Tuesday to Saturday. And Sunday and Monday are our days off in terms of when we're looking at the cycles and nature and energy yeah. and stuff. And when I started doing that, everything started changing because I finally started resting, which is a big deal. Which mm. I don't know when we get into it. But the other thing, finally, third time's a charm. <laughs> in the energy profiling system, Carol Tuttle, she talks about yin and yang, so masculine and feminine energy and all the yin and yang qualities. And she's devised a system that we have found to be very true where she can pop you into a type one two three or four and you generally you you contain one to four in you Mm -hmm. but you will have a primary and a secondary Mm -hmm. and so my primary is one and my secondary is two and the way i was living my life and showing up and the box i was trying to push myself into was a four and a four one, to be honest. I think I might have been a four one, or a, yeah, yeah, or a four two maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so a four, and Tash will come back because she knows this more than we do. Yeah. Uh, dear listeners, we've been chatting for so long, we all need to pee, so you know, <laughs> we may have to have a whiz break. Um, should we have a no? Okay, let's just talk. Um, we'll, we'll, we can power through because I can power I, through. I, I, I want to share my story in this once you yeah, finish this because cool. it was definitely an experience. So the thing with um, type four is, and Tash, you will be good at explaining this. Essentially, type fours do love to schedule things and they love to be very technical and analytical. Is that right, Tash? Structured and analytical. And this is what comes naturally to them. But I was trying to force myself to be that because the the image I'd grown up with in the world, you Mm. know, looked like a certain way. Whereas my type one energy... It's like, um, and with the secondary two, it's like the yang, a burst of creative energy and a burst of ideas and a burst, and then it's yin, yin, yin. So there's a lot of reflection, a lot of inwards, a lot of internal stuff. And it was only in, again, trusting that I needed to find a new way to do things, where I was like, I need to trust how this feels and what this looks like. And for me... um, Oh, Tash, you always can explain it better than me, but it's essentially like my type one. It's it's it, there's a lot of spontaneity to it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's allowing spontaneity. Allowing spontaneity, mm. like creating space for spontaneity. Yes, and <laughs> that's where my magic comes from. There is a balance, and yeah. this is where it's like this is the ch- challenge of life. Mm. I know I need to get things done. And in actual fact, my chart talks a lot about self-discipline. But I think because I'd been so hard on myself for so many years by creating all these structures and schedules and like you have to be here between 8 and 11, like, you know, all the coaches say, you know, 8 and 11, I do this. And then I have my lunch between 12 and 1 and la, 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 la. And coming from a very structured, analytical kind of place, I've had to break that all down and feel into who I am energetically truth in truth and i do have a lot of spontaneity and that needs to i need to allow that in my week Mm. and um and 
I'm just trying to reflect on how I've built that in. But letting go of my to-do lists, a big thing for me. Like, massive. <laughs> like, I, you should have... I used to, like, seriously, I would... I don't see you doing it. But, I mean, I don't know what... T- t- we'll get into that. But I would do... I would get a to-do list and I would think, what do I need to do today? And I'd go bang, 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 bang. And then I'd go, okay, that first task, what do I need to do there? And I'd write a whole page oh, no, for no. the first task. Yeah. And I would just get so, I was so overwhelmed with all the things I had to do. And the detail. And the detail involved. Mm. Yeah, and that's a big thing because details are not good for me. Not too many details. Not too many Not being overwhelmed by the details because your secondary two will like detail. Yeah, yeah. But because it's not your primary, you can get lost in the detail. Yeah, get lost in the detail. And so that was so not working for me. And I thought it was the right thing to do because the world and the mm. things that I'd seen outside of myself said, this is how you do things to be yeah. successful, mm. is you create a to-do list and you get the tasks done. And and I am trying to control it. It's like, okay, if I'm going to do a to-do list, I'll do the to-do list and then I'll each item, I'll break that down as well and I'll get all this control because I have all these to-do lists. And of course, they not only did they never get done, I spent all my time <laughs> doing to do list. That's why I was like, I'm like, I just can't even look at my to do list today. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna have to break it down even more. I'm gonna yeah. spend a whole day planning it. I'm just yeah. like, Whoa. well, because your type three will like action, like, mm. like okay, so what's the bare minimum I need to know yes. to take action? And momentum. And yeah. so having too many details will actually overwhelm you as well. You're like, okay, what's the top level? I just need to know. <laughs> The smallest amount so that I can run ahead and then figure out what I need to do along the way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think you're trying to think it through first, mm. whereas it's like you just need to take action. Take action. Take action. Take action. Yeah. Take action. Take action. Very true. Very true. Very true. And my two likes to, uh, I mean, very much what I just naturally do, obviously, because I'm a two, uh, is get one bit of information. And then that will lead to another bit of information. And then well, that will lead to another bit of information. So the unfolding is naturally type two for me. Yeah. Because I'll find things and then I'm like, oh, how did I get here? Oh, okay. And I have to like backtrack. Be like, okay, all right, here is good. Here is good because this is how I got here. Here's yeah. all of the information that's come in. And then I can see the big picture on the other side of that and go, cool. So my challenge is that I can see the big picture because of the secondary four, but I don't know how to reverse engineer the big picture because it's not my primary. So I get to this place where I've like followed all of my steps, I can see the big picture, and then I get overwhelmed by the big picture, and I go, I don't know what to do from here. Let's just start again. And so then I'll start again all of the steps, and I still haven't got anywhere. Do you find that the world is operating mainly from a four then, like from the hustle, like time blocking, all that sort of stuff then? Like, well, the hustle is actually very three. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. Hustle is very three. Hustle, like the, the hustle comes naturally to me, but as long as yes. I'm not overwhelmed yes. with the hustle. Yes. Uh, and I think that that's just huh. not recognizing that threes also need downtime. Like there's this assumption, <laughs> there's like this assumption <laughs> that people who are very good at taking action and rushing ahead don't also need time to oh, reflect. 100%. Like, well, and the, no, they still do. The burn, the, the crash is almost way worse if we haven't taken time out. Yes. Like, I slept for five hours on yeah, a Saturday. I did wonder. 
um because like i was working to like midnight i was like i'm fine this comes naturally and then like literally my entire day was wiped out like i woke up went to the markets came home slept another five hours just because i needed to have mental my body literally knocks me unconscious when my brain goes into overload it's like oh you're sleeping go and snap for three hours but okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's like, I mean, there's all of the personality profiles as we'll get to them, but there's an element of your human design as well. Yeah. That if you're doing things that don't uplift your energy, then yeah. you are going to crash sooner than later. There's so if so you're just constantly elements, doing it? things that don't uh, uplift you, then you're going to just be burnt out. And so the more you do tasks that uplift your energy, the less often you'll be burnt out. And it's just feeling into that balance. And I think for me, that's one question I want to almost put in my weekly reflection is like, mm-hmm. or daily is like, what about today uplifted me? Mm-hmm. And having an awareness of that mm-hmm. and scaling the business. How do I still factor in those aspects as well? Yeah. So ultimately, what I think we'll end up talking about is how to find what naturally works best for you yeah. and then fitting that into the world that we all have to live in. Yeah. Because, like, naturally, the business world doesn't necessarily operate the way that we do energetically. And we have to just fit ourselves into the landscape and go, cool, I get what you're saying from a physical world, mental perspective, but that doesn't align energetically with me. So I need to just mold that system to work energetically with me. Yeah. And so ultimately, you, like, come to a base of identifying who you really are behind all of the masks that you've worn for your entire life trying to fit in and like shedding those layers going who am i at a soul level and what was i put here to do what's my mission and then from that perspective like from the inside out as it were (laughs) (laughs) and then creating your business and your life from that base from that baseline of knowing who you are and how you operate Yes. Creating things from that. Yes. Instead of the other way. Yes. Which we've been taught to do. Yeah. That I mean, that reminded me of something I wrote down before when you guys were talking was one of the things that we've that we've unconsciously even thought we're a failure and we're a, and we're not doing things right is we will get like a, I want to say self help book. We will take a program. We will get a book mm-hmm. and we will we will <laughs> the dogs just saying hello and um we will you know the, the program's like do these seven steps and then you'll be successful yeah and mm-hmm. one or two things happens you do all the seven steps and it doesn't work mm-hmm. and it's because it's out of alignment yeah or you can't bring yourself to do the seven steps because it doesn't feel right and you feel like a failure and what we need to realize and you said it, the exact right thing before tash was they have seven steps but only one of it might resonate for you mm-hmm. and that is actually still incredibly powerful it was still incredibly um like it's a good thing you took that program or you bought that book like you didn't Mm -hmm. fail because that system didn't work for you Mm -hmm. it was still an achievement you can still find success in having read that book having taken that program because that one nugget of gold Mm -hmm. really resonated with who you are and Mm. your business practice that you're creating that works for you yes and and um, I just wanted to share that because I know that, I mean, particularly there's a whole other conversation about courses and programs, but 
that's the magic we need to start finding. Yeah, yeah. it's finding the puzzle pieces, puzzle pieces for your puzzle. Yeah. You go, oh, that puzzle piece was so good. I'm going to implement that. Mm. But also knowing sometimes those puzzle pieces aren't information but people. So um, I met Tash the week I graduated, um, the program we were in, we got introduced. And had it been a week later, we probably wouldn't have been introduced. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a conversation with her and her mom. And I was like, if I, like the investment alone for that program would have been worth the friendship that I got out of Amanda, Julie and Tash. Like Mm -hmm. 100%. If all I got out of that was that friendship, then it was well worth it. Mm. And so I think even just looking at the investments that you've made, I know I've certainly been a course junkie and shiny object person is just learning to reevaluate how you're seeing those investments and what you're getting out of it. Cause it might be that one nugget you needed to get or that mm. one affirmation being like, okay, this is not my way mm. as someone who helps people launch things into the world. I have the exact same framework, but every week we are customizing for the individual based on their strengths and their what naturally comes to them and their humans and their audience and their vibration. And so I single-handedly get to see that it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all for every person or any person, actually. No two launches have been alike. So there's definitely something to be said for that. Forgive us, dear listeners, the dog saying hello. <laughs> um, you are so, you're so, so right, sweetheart. You're so right. Mm. I really need to pee. That's good. All right. That might be a really good place to end.